I invite you to join me in On Fire with Linda Fields. It's a movement designed to calibrate, validate, and activate men and women like you who love God, putting your God-inspired passions and plans into action to carry out your callings in all seven spheres of influence. That's business and economy, government, education, family, arts, media, and church. On Fire with Linda Fields exists to help you complete your God-given assignments with a community of kingdom connections. Whether it's increasing your current sphere of influence or changing paths to walk into your purpose, if you want to set the world ablaze through Christ's power, join the movement at www.onfire.global. So it's this manifestation of the spirit that we're all talking about and all looking for. And so I want to ask you a question. What are you doing with what you've been given? What, what have you been given? Let's look at this scripture. Psalm 9, uh, pardon me, Luke 19.13. Before he left, says the nobleman, he called together ten of his servants and he divided among them ten pounds of silver. And he said, invest this for me while I'm gone. Now when we read that, we think of silver or money and it does apply to monetary goods, but it applies to much more than that. And so it could be resources. What resources do you have? What knowledge do you have? What uh, is in your life that you can work with? What gifts and talents has God put in you that he's stirring up even now? What are those dreams? What are those desires that it may be time for you to take off the shelf again and look at afresh with your heart, fully alive for what God wants to do? The Lord has given each and every one of you very special desires, very special gifts. There are things you love to do that you know you're gifted for. And one way to watch for this, sometimes it's a little hard to see your own anointing, but when people come to you and ask you questions, how did you know to do that? How would you tackle this problem? Pay attention to what other people ask you because on the outside looking in, it's easier for them to see your specific anointing. And you could even ask a friend, what do you think I'm really great at? Where, where do I make the biggest difference in life? And I'm going to ask all of you right now to be asking the Lord, Lord, what are these dreams? What are these desires that you have placed in me that are to be activated and grown in this season? So take just uh, 10 seconds. Close your eyes a second. 10 seconds, and let the Lord speak to you. What are those dreams? What are those desires that God would activate today? So as you're letting the Holy Spirit work, things are coming to mind. And I want to tell you that we are usually much harder on ourselves than God is. Our mindsets often go to the failures, the negative, what didn't work. Or, oh, I tried that. It just wasn't successful. Let those things go. Let God begin to breathe today on the dreams that are for this season and the yeses that are uh, in your heart because you see God's put something in your hand. And when I say put something in your hand, I'm just talking about who you are, what you do, what you're great at, what gifts and, and dreams and desires you have. Some of you may say, I want to teach, or I want to write a children's book. I want to write a blog. Some of you say, I would just love to work in the nursery and pray over the babies. Others say, you know what? My greatest joy is homeschooling my children. You know, every woman is a working woman one way or another. And we are the influencers and the ones who God has put things in our hands to be invested. And so today, as you think about 
these gifts that God's given you, realize there's a mixture of, of kinds of gifts. Some of them are spiritual gifts. Some of the things you carry are, are areas of knowledge and expertise that you've studied at school or that you've learned. And then there are things that you say, well, I'm just that way. I'm just good with people or I'm just good with organizing. All of that is in the mix and it's part of how God has developed your potential for purpose. So as you think about that, I want to go to a point of this holiness of this purpose and how, how you can start right now. You know, the self-help books uh, are many on the bookshelves, and Amazon has a huge category, right, of, of goal-setting and self-help and success. And, you know, you look at all that, and some of that is like great teaching, but it's usually without the God part, right? And so why would we, God thought of this in the first place, so why would we not invite God in to help us uh, with this holy purpose and to understand that the very first thing we need to do is just be fully present right where we are? Have you ever been talking to someone and you can tell that they are not really with you, they're on to the next thing, or they're going to figure out what they're going to say next? And one of God's greatest gifts for women of influence is to be fully present and to, when you're talking to someone, look, look right into their eyes and see them and know them, and to uh, be engaged with what is in front of you. So right now, let's just begin right here. This is the perfect starting block. We want to be present where we are right now and invest what we have and watch God work with it. And this is going to give God glory and help others around them. In 2012, I found that my brother was very sick. And he, that's that little, my brother, who was four years younger than me, that little boy I baptized in the plastic swimming pool so many times. And um, here, late, years later, in 2012, I found that my uh, wonderfully talented musical brother uh, was very sick. And there's a whole story behind this I've written in some of my material, but I want to go to a, a specific point with you right now. When he began to understand that something was very wrong in his body, he had had some trouble navigating the medical system to get help. And I ended up taking him on a trip. Uh, I said, he said, I just wish I could take a trip. I didn't even, we didn't have any idea how really sick he was. And he said, I want to go to San Antonio. I want to go to the river. I want to hear the mariachi bands. I want to eat Mexican food on the river and go to the Alamo and all these places we went when we were little children. And South Texas, and so my husband and I went to get him, and when he answered the door, I'm telling you, the gravity of his situation just hit us in the face because he was so frail, and everything in you would say, get him to the hospital, but the Lord goes, take the trip, and so we put him in the back seat of the car, went to San Antonio, went to the church where our daddy preached, where I was saved, where my brother was saved, where my little brother would ring the church bell in the foyer and go up with the rope because he was such a little bitty thing. And the Lord did so many awesome things. The Holy Spirit was all over this season. And at one point, when we finally got him into a doctor, and I had him in a wheelchair and was rolling him up to the receptionist's desk, and this was a place where all the indigent care of Houston went. So hundreds of people in the room the gravity of the pain was um, heavy. Little children, older people, all in between. And so just to even get in the room, 
uh, to, was a real work of faith, you know, just to not crater with it because of the spiritual dynamic. So when I rolled my little brother up to the reception desk, there was a woman there who I will love forever, although I don't know her name. And she had a stack of files this big, and I don't know how many people she had taken care of that day. And when um, it was time for her to help my brother, she didn't just next get the form, shove it in his face, fill it out. No. She took this stack of files and pushed them over. She took her glasses off. She put her pen down. And then she looked right up at my brother, full in the face, and she goes, Hi, lovey. She said, What's your name? And a portal of heaven opened in the hospital waiting room. And he sat up a little taller. He said, well, my name's Danny. My name's Daniel. You know, here's what's going on. And what I observed that day was so phenomenal that I try to teach it to everyone that I have a chance to talk to because so many people don't feel empowered to change the world. They say, well, I can't do anything. I'm not anybody. I don't have anything great to work with. I don't have a huge success. Well, hey, do you have a mouth? Can you make eye contact with someone and be fully engaged and fully present and look at them? And can you see them? Can you make them feel seen? Do you know what a huge benefit that is in the earth for God to do his work of transformation? We want to transform the world. And yet, sometimes we need to start with the three square feet around our desk chair, our office, our car, our place of work. So this morning, the reason it might sound trivial to ask you to be fully engaged, and yet that's risky if you discard that comment for the fact of, yeah, 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 I know, I know what you're talking about. I'm saying, no, this is a big deal. It starts right here with being fully engaged and looking at people that God brings across your path and seeing them and letting God do his work with you. This is part of what you do to step into your holy purpose. Sometimes you come to meetings like this, and you get all excited, and then you go home, and nothing's different Monday. You've been to a few of those? They're out there. And it's my passion that whatever happens in this room today truly is something you can take right now, take to the bank, so to speak, and change the way you do life on Monday morning. Because you have this power within you. It's the activation of the Holy Spirit to open up a portal of heaven when you begin to be present and to engage. Second thing I want to go to is prayer. You got to be present, and we got to pray. We got to be women of prayer. I have been a woman of prayer since I felt so guilty at age seven buying those or stealing those bubble bath beads and on through life in many different ways. But prayer is actually what helps you set the course of your life. And prayer is dialogue with God. It's not just a... a 15-minute thing. It is, it's a way of life, actually. And what prayer does, it arms you with protection for your heart. When those things come you can't understand, like my fire was for me, and you have your own trial to work through, you want to stay in the place of prayer. And what happens when you do this, God gives you a higher view or an elevated view. I have it uh, described here as positioning you on higher ground. But as women of influence, our connectivity to the Lord in prayer is central to everything that is going to position you to be a spirit-led woman in this next season. The earth is full of chaos. You hear it. You see it. Things have changed, haven't they? And therefore, 
with all of the need in our earth, all the confusion, people are looking to the left and the right saying, does anybody know what to do? Does anybody have a good thought here? Does anyone have a path that I could focus on? And whether you live on the beautiful island of Maui or whether you live on Wall Street, there's something within every spirit-led woman that God wants to activate that says you will know what to do. You will have a plan. I will give you something to move forward with. And so I want you to um, not let prayer be a boring word. Let prayer be like what you heard Marlene and uh, Moana talking about, where you get in there and duke it out with the Lord about all of life. And be that place where you come to the Lord to search these things out. Prayer is actually the ultimate act of humility, if you think about it. Because it's saying, I don't know how to do this. And without the Lord, and without hearing from the Lord, we won't be able to. You know, we pray. We're women of prayer. And yet there's always another level where we can go deeper. And we want to go deeper in the spirit today. All of you have expressed a hunger for that. So, so if I'm going to be fully present and if I'm going to be a woman of prayer, what do I do that's going to really make the difference in becoming a spirit-led woman? And I love Luke 145 because it tells us exactly how Mary did it. You know the story. And in receiving this huge assignment, which was impossible to give birth when she was yet a virgin, she asked the, the big question, well, how can this be? She got her assignment. She asked the big question, what are you talking about? That's like impossible. She leaned into the Holy Spirit. And when she asked the big question, that the, the answer was you're going to be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. Guess what? The answer is going to be the same for you. Because some of you got some pretty big dreams on your heart. You're saying, I want to come back from where I've been. I want to make up from, for lost time. I want to step into this thing because I know God sees me and I've got something breathing on me right now that's the Lord that's bigger than I can ever do by myself. Can I get an amen? And so it is this pressing into the Holy Spirit. It's doing exactly what Mary did that will be the difference maker for you and for me if we're going to step into that next level of destiny that God has for us. And so we, we get the assignment, we ask the hard questions, but guess what? At that point, listen for your answer and agree with it and believe for fulfillment. This is one of my very favorite verses in the Bible. It's Luke 145, and it's talking about Mary. And it says, she was blessed. She was blessed because she what? She believed for a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her. OnFire.Global is a movement made of men and women who understand that past plans won't work for the future. We're in a new time and a new place that requires us to fan the flames of vision to a whole new level, going all in with God like never before. So fire up your purpose, come find your people, and frame up your plans to set the world ablaze together with me at www.onfire.global.